0: Great speech, Oswald
1: Uh, My name is not Oswald It's Penguin I am not a human being I am an animal Cold-blooded Crank the AC Where are my lists? Bring me the names Ah, It's time These are the names of the firstborn sons of Gotham City Just like I was And like me A terrible fate waits for them Tonight, while their parents party, they'll be dreaming away in their safe cribs, their soft beds, and we will snatch them, carry them into the sewer, and toss them into a deep, dark, watery grave. (laughs)
2: and welcome to a special christmas episode of retro vaniacs as always i'm jeremy parmentier here with billy holiday hello and jeremy gregory (laughs) hey guys now there are not that many video games that are christmas themed we talked about that uh the last year and we were really trying to find something that has a christmas theme to it so we've decided to cover batman returns for both the super nintendo and the genesis but before we dive
0: into our holiday festivities billy what have you been playing since last time you know not not an entire lot uh not by my choosing i was out of town uh the majority of the time since we last recorded um out of state for a while. So I, I mostly was able to do a little bit of mobile gaming. Um, a lot of phone stuff this time. And it just so happened my uh, time away coincided with the release of that, that Super Mario run. Which I was very curious about. And, and I probably wouldn't have jumped on if it wasn't the only potential form of entertainment I had at the time. Uh, so I've, I've been playing that. I, I, I plunked down for it. Pretty much immediately. Uh, but I've, I've had a good time with it. Uh, it's not deep by any means at all. Um, it's not revolutionary at anything. But, I mean, it, it's good fun for a few minutes here and there, which is pretty much what you want from a, a, a phone game anyhow. Um, as soon as I got back, though, I was right back at that Final Fantasy fifteen, playing through heavy again, uh, not advancing the story in any way whatsoever, just still doing those side missions. Still out there fishing, still having a good time with <laughs> it, and and a little bit of Overwatch. I'm, I'm trying to get in it because you know they're having the uh, the, the Christmas themed events now, and I, I hated that I missed so much of the Halloween one. Uh, so I'm trying to get on there when I can, but I, I just that Final Fantasy it just keeps dragging me back. Well, it's really good. I mean, I, I've been playing nothing but
2: Final Fantasy pretty much since uh, last episode. Uh, I made the mistake of progressing the story uh, i think you're making the right choice by not because the story itself is uh, i mean it's not terrible it's not 13 levels of dumb but it definitely it just kind of feels like like i'm watching a movie and then i get Mm -hmm. to do things i want to do which is all the side quests, but the actual main Mm -hmm. story quest uh even gameplay wise so far not that exciting yeah Uh, but the only other thing i've really put any time into uh, i did download mario uh, the Mario Run game, but I only got the free three levels, and it's it's interesting. I don't know if it's ten dollars interesting. Uh, I think there's what eighteen levels. Did you finish all the main levels
0: already? You know, I haven't yet, but I, I've uh, I've been doing a lot of the uh, the the runs, uh, the the Toad Rally, uh, which every day every day you get a free ticket for this rally, uh, and pretty much you play against the the ghost of of someone else who's ran through, and it's based on how many enemies you kill on there, uh, how many coins you collect, how many of the special coins you collect. Um, and whoever has the highest tally at the end, you get the, you get wh- however many toads showed up to view, uh, the race. And these toads, I, I guess kind of are a form of currency. I guess the more toads you unlock of different colors, the more, uh, more items, more buildings you're able to put up. Um, and I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, when you purchase the, the, the full thing, it gives you a, a ton of the tickets to play that. Um, I've been mainly doing that. I've been slowly going through the, the regular stages on there. Uh, but they, uh, I was very pleased they do get a little more difficult. Um, of course, there's free ones they give you, and some of the early ones you just breeze through, and, and, and you assume, oh, this is going to be over. Pretty soon, uh, I just right before we started recording this played the first stage where I I ran out of lives on it. Uh, so it, it at least it's having a little dif- uh, difficulty added to it, uh, and, and mainly with it, I'm hoping that that over time they kind of just they keep adding to it.
1: Now, does this does this like offend you that this is a ten dollar mobile game? Because apparently the internet has literally ripped its collective dick off <laughs> over the fact that it is. $10. I mean, you can download this for free on iOS right now. It's not on Android yet. It will be soon. But after you download it, you're able to play, I think, what is it, three or four stages, mm-hmm. and then the game wants you to buy it. And then people apparently saw that it was $10. And for a mobile game, that is literally possible, around like $10,000 uh, <laughs> for what people consider. Uh, what what monetary value is for a a mobile game, which is fucking amazing to me. Um, For me, like $10 is fine. If you fucking give me a a full game uh, with none of this bullshit free-to-play shit, none of this stuff where I have to wait 20 hours before I can do anything else, I am totally fine with that. Just give me that all day long. But yeah. apparently, since this is ten dollars, people have went to the, uh, the the reviews, and and literally are just like nuking this thing in in one star reviews because God forbid you fucking make people pay more than one dollar for a mobile
0: video game. And how much how much shit have you wasted ten dollars on? Chances are every day you've spent ten pointless ass dollars on something. Uh, but I mean, I mean, with this, I, I, you get—I mean—you get a Mario game. It's a—it's a pretty well-polished Mario game. It's not the full experience like you get on the, on the 3DS, but you're not paying forty dollars like you would on the 3DS. I mean, you're paying ten for essentially, yeah, really about a fourth of a Mario game. So I mean, it—it it, it adds up. I mean, I think it's perfectly reasonable. And yeah, once you make that purchase, it's—I mean, it's yours to play all you want. And there's there's—I mean, there's a fair amount to go back to. So I. I don't know. Yeah, I think the internet would get angry if it was like fucking one ninety nine.
2: <laughs> well, the only mobile game I paid—I mean, on a phone—that I paid any amount of money for, are the you know, SquareSoft is just as bad. All their games, they re-released Final Fantasy One and charge you fourteen dollars for it or whatever. I did pay, I think, seventeen ninety nine for um, Final Fantasy Tactics, but I think that was well worth every penny. I mean, I played hundreds of hours of Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, while charging it to my company while I was at work So it was 100% worth that $17 to me But I can also see why people are balking at $10 For what looks like you know, Especially if you play those first three levels They're very easy And you only unlock another 15 by paying $10 You're like, is that worth $10 to me? No, I'm still probably going to end up getting it But uh, but I can at least see why it's an issue um, Now a game that is not Any, any cost at all to play uh, I don't know if either of you really put any time into Let It Die on the PS4 it's, it's it's amazing. I love every second of it. It's a free game. It, it <laughs> plays like, uh, not like Dark Souls in, in the technicality of it, but in the brutality of it, I'd say it is. I mean, it's it's very unforgiving. If you don't know what you're doing and you have no idea what you're doing at first, you just walk out and die horribly. Uh, it's it's pretty great. Uh, but for free, it's absolutely amazing.
0: Now, is this thing like a, is this like a, a joke? Is this like a riff on? <laughs> no, I mean, is it like a riff on that that? Dark Souls type game. I I couldn't get a feel for it from the from the the footage I saw. I downloaded it. I I plan on playing it as soon as I can shake that grip from Final Fantasy 15. But I I just couldn't get a feel uh, for what they were going for. I I mean, hear a lot. I hear a lot of good things, mostly from you, but from other people also. It's Grasshopper, so it's the same people that made No More Heroes. Mm. Uh, So it has.
2: It has that same feel to it. Everything feels like it's it's a gamified experience. I mean, everything is is you know, you hit you, when you kill a monster, coins just explode out of them. Uh, you know, in mean, Dark Souls, isn't this goofy uh, at all? This is much more. I mean, it feels like the most brutal, basic video game you've ever played, uh, but with some actual character building. It's it's a hard game to explain, other than to say, for a free game. It's absolutely amazing. Like I expected this to be a free game where you can't get anywhere unless you pay money, but no. I mean, I haven't paid one dime, and and I'm admittedly not very far, but I'm getting a full experience of the game. I've easily logged in over over ten hours, and I haven't paid one dime.
1: It's weird. That's <laughs> it, it. Sure is a really bad game, but there's no. a lot of stuff that just makes it fun and and kind of strangely endearing for for you know just what it is and i think that's kind of what grasshopper does best it it never really makes a great game but damn if you just don't love it for some reason and you know this one literally has the grim reaper running around calling you senpai and and <laughs> it it's so weird and crazy um essentially you you start out and you're uh, you know the whole story is that the the world is is it's like a post apocalyptic thing and and uh, there's this huge tower that is formed in Japan um, that's, like, made up of giant skyscrapers. And you're supposed to start at the bottom and go to the top. And you, you either pick a, a guy or a girl, and that's basically it. Uh, from there, you just kind of choose what kind of uh, uh, t- abilities you want, how you want to fight. You know, whenever you fight these guys, they drop weapons. But the weapons, they really degrade super quickly. And I almost found that like kind of neat because it, it really forces you to to change up what you want to do or how you attack these people because uh, in, in most games you know you get a weapon and you stick with it for a long time but for this game like you get a weapon and it only lasts like a few enemies before it's just gone so you're you're forced to kind of improvise and and use different types of uh, just how you you want to battle these people and and. Uh, what you've collected and and just it it's really really weird. Um, it, you can't really describe it until you, you, or, or have a feel for it until you actually play it because it's it's just a strange strange game.
2: I I, I mean I hate to compare it to Dark Souls because it's really nothing like it, but it's it's Dark Souls and like a brawler thrown together because it's yeah. it's a lot more mindless than Dark Souls is, but it's that same style of you know if you die you lose a lot. So you don't want to die. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike Dark Souls, you can you can you can buy them later, but you get a handful of free ones, and you earn them as you play. Uh, abilities to kind of uh, regenerate yourself immediately, right on the spot. If not, you lose your character and you go back to the very beginning, and you can make a new character, and it doesn't take you long to kind of level that <laughs> character up. But then you'll run into your old version of you, much like zombie you used to have. Uh, mm-hmm. But then also, if you kill yourself, then you can send that. Body that you had before into other people's games, and if you kill people in other games, it earns stuff for you. Like it's the most, it's a really bizarre multiplayer on it, but uh, again, totally free. That's that's the important part is that it's a game that's still super fun. It's totally free. They do try to get you to buy stuff, but it's not as far as I've seen a necessity. As long as you're willing to put time into it, you should never have to pay for it. Uh, But yeah, Yeah, the stuff
1: you can buy is just very much like coins and things to like help you continue. Uh, you know, if, if you're just having problems with the difficulty or whatever, it seems like it, it doesn't seem like a, there's anything that really makes you, uh, you want to buy anything, need to buy anything like most uh, free to play stuff is.
2: Yeah, there's no there's no real time unlocks. Uh, as long as you're willing to play, you, you can play as long as you want. Uh, so what have you been playing since last time, Jeremy?
1: Um, well, I actually played. Uh, you know, we, we've been talking about Final Fantasy 15, and I have been playing that, but I actually uh, started playing Deus Ex Mankind Divided mm. um, and played all the way through that. Just really got sidetracked from Final Fantasy 15. I, I, I just kind of started it up just to, you know, see how it was going uh, because I'm, I'm a huge Deus Ex fan and it was on sale on Steam for like 25 bucks or whatever. Um, I, I beat all of the previous games and I... I it's really interested to see what, what this new one brought to the table. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, the, the previous one on 360 and PS3 and PC, I that one I love. It was one of my favorite games ever. That was probably one of my favorite games of the entire generation. So I had pretty, pretty huge expectations going into this one. And I think there's about a third of a good game in this new Deus Ex. And, I, I can't really say what's bad about it because a lot of it is is very much the same of you know the previous Deus Ex. So if you played the previous Deus Ex, I, I can't is it was it um God, I can't even remember the name of it. The it was just something. Uh, but this one is Mankind Divided, and if you like the previous one, then you're going to get a lot of the same stuff that was in that one. But there's just something about this one that doesn't feel as cohesive as the previous one i I think it it mostly seems like the level design and there's just if you played deus ex before there's just so many different ways to go about getting to the objective to the point where it almost seems confusing Uh, you know you get to the objective and you're not really sure how you actually made it to the objective but you did you know you went through vents you hacked computers you um, took down some enemies and you somehow ended up at the, at the objective and, and you, you know, it, it, feels rewarding in a weird sense. Um, this one, you can still do that, but it seems very, very condensed almost where there's three very, very structured paths that you can get to somebody. You can either go, um, you know, guns blazing at, at people. You can do the hacking route or you can go stealth mm-hmm. and, it's very obvious which path you're taking this time. For the, through most of the game, it seems like there's a couple of places where it really does harken back to the old Deus Ex, where it just kind of seems you're you're fumbling around and you somehow end up where you need to be. But this one, it is uh, it, you just kind of seem like you're you're going through the paces. You, you you see a computer, you're like, all right, you know that's that's probably the one I need to hack to, to, to disable the security cameras and and get where I need to go. Or, uh, okay, this is the side path through the vent that I need to take if I want to do stealth takedowns and then get to where I need to go. Um, It just doesn't feel as, as open and free as the previous ones were. And especially towards the end of that game, where it really gets to the point where you have to, if you weren't a stealth build character, which you can build your character just about any way you want, Um, if you didn't do that then you are at a huge disadvantage and uh, it it really feels like it limits you in ways that the previous Deus Ex games never did so I beat it uh, this past weekend and I was just like man this kind of seems like it was just not that great and I I was just kind of disappointed and I really want to play through it again uh, just to see you know how it you know, if if I needed to play through it a different way to maybe get it or something, but playing through it the way I did, I just didn't care for it. So that's really all I've been playing. Well, hopefully,
2: we put a little bit of time into this episode's game, which is, of course, a Christmas-themed game, uh, loosely. <laughs> Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis.
0: It was Christmas themed because this sure was a gift. (laughs) I had forgotten that this movie even took place at Christmas. Uh, It's been
2: a long time since I watched Batman Returns. It came out in 1992. Uh, It's, again, the second Tim Burton Batman movie. His first Batman movie was great, Uh, as far as I'm concerned. Still one of the the better Batman movies. Uh, Something about this one, though, it was way too Tim Burton-y. I thought it was too dark, uh, a little too goofy. I remember leaving the movie theater when it was new, thinking, uh, that was... That was odd. Like, I enjoyed watching it, but it was, it was very dark. Everyone, was, everyone had, like, a dark twist to them, everybody. Uh, which, you know, I, I guess is very Batman, but, but more so than the other Batman movies. Um, so, of course, though, it's a huge movie. There's a bunch of game tie-ins. So, a year, you know, within a year, it's out for every console. There's a Lynx version, a Game Gear version. Uh, we're not going to cover all those versions because we don't have that much time. So, we're only going to talk about the Super Nintendo and the Genesis versions. And we'll start with the Super Nintendo version, uh, because I think we've all put the most time on that.
0: Uh, yeah, I was I, I was a huge fan of this film. I actually I really enjoyed it when it came I mean, I was 11 years old when this thing came out, and I, I was all about this Batman film. I, I had spent, uh, of course, the, the Internet wasn't around, so you couldn't really look up anything. Uh, any magazine that had any mention of this, I picked up. I mean, Fox ran a, a summer special, and I sat through that entire thing because there was going to be like a, a two minute clip from from Batman Returns, and I sat through a lot. Yeah, and I sat through this this Fox summer special because there was going to be like this little two minute clip, uh, never before seen from this Batman film, and, and I sat through some shit. I sat through uh, Genesis was on it at least Phil Collins Genesis, uh, but they played I Can't Dance, which is yeah, uh, hideous Genesis song video. And thing that Phil Collins has ever done. But, yeah, I was just all about this film. and I went to see it several times over in the theater. But I was a little worried when we brought up this game to review because as much as I love that film, i I don't recall playing this game too much. I know I played it at one point, but I, I didn't recall playing it a lot. So I was interested to go back and see uh, why that may be.
1: Now for me, like i I enjoyed the movie, but it never was as good as the the original. Um, but I I did play the Super NES version of of the Batman Returns video game, but I never played the Genesis version. I remember seeing like ads for it and uh, <clears throat> uh, screenshots and and reviews of it. It, it looked kind of neat, but uh, really the only one I ever actually played was the the Super NES version.
2: Well, it's kind of a weird set of games because they're made by different people, so. A lot of the time, you'll see one game is kind of the master version of a game, and then there's ports of that game to other consoles or PCs or whatever. Uh, in this case, the Super Nintendo version made by Konami. Uh, the ones for the Genesis were actually made by Sega themselves. Uh, they're, they do follow the story of the movie as much as any video game does, but it's, they're definitely very different games. Uh, the Super Nintendo game, uh, as I said, was made by Konami, and it plays like a straight-up Final Fight clone. Um, Including, you know, every as you fight people, their their health bars come up on the side of the screen. Uh, there's, it, it, you literally from left of the screen to the right of the screen, where there's pauses to stop and fight groups of enemies. There's a boss at the end of each level. Uh, you know, I think that's it's a pretty straightforward final fight clone.
1: Wow. I think it's it's actually. I, I know Billy's about to just shit on all of this, <laughs> all over this fucking game. <laughs> but when I rented it back in the day, um, this was a really good just, uh, I don't know, just a companion to the movie. There there was something about me as a kid that really appreciated m- games that followed movies really closely. Uh, you know, you could... Be, uh, Super Star Wars is a really great example. When I first played that, I hadn't actually seen the original Star Wars movie when that came out. Hold on. We're so, going to cut, cut this podcast off. We're done. <laughs> I know, that we're, is unbelievable. I, I just never saw, I saw oh. Empire and Return of the Jedi, but for, for some reason... The the original one, uh, it just never I, I never caught it until I'm I finally. St- st- my st- dad I'm still reeling from
0: this. Does this <laughs> I'm get sorry. am, I, am, I, am <laughs> I off the hook for not liking Pac Man? Is this now the worst <laughs> thing any of us have ever said? It wasn't
1: my choice. It was I was just a kid, you know. I didn't really know. I was like, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi were great. I didn't really know that there was a first movie um, up until you know around like when that came out. I was like, I don't think I've seen that. And my dad just kind of looked at me like I was a, a dumb, retarded <laughs> child and was like, there's, you know, there's this other one that was before all that. And I had never seen it. And and that was actually my first, uh, I I'd never, when I saw it was Super Star Wars, that was my first contact with that game or that movie. So, um I was really impressed. I've I've always been really impressed with games that stick very close to the movie, the storyline, and and try to do stages based off of those. Uh, the, what's in the movie? Uh, Super Star Wars obviously did it really well. He had all the cinematics, and and you know there were stages definitely based off what was in the movie. Um, and Batman Returns on the Super NES does a really good job of that as well. well I mean, it it takes its it, it really just kind of goes off in its own way on some things, but it stays pretty close, especially like little cinematics that pop up and things like that. But it's still a really fun beat up game. To me, I think it's it's not too bad at all. I, I know there's neither of you are, are big fans of it, but, uh, you know, this is Konami back in the day when they did, you know, if there was one thing Konami did great back in the day, it was beat ups with, like, turtles and time and stuff like that. I think a lot of that carries over to this one. It, there's just a, a lot of style to it. It looks great. It sounds great. Uh, it's super fun to play, but it is kind of repetitive. But overall, to me, uh, Batman Returns is one of the better uh, Batman games that you could have probably got at the time.
0: Now, I'll have to say, I, I can say that, yeah, this thing, I was actually very impressed with how, I mean, Batman Returns did not have uh, the most complex plot to it, uh, but yeah, this game does a, an excellent job of, of carrying through. Uh, if you played this game uh, and went on to watch the film, yeah, you would know what was coming next uh, for the most part. Yeah, it does deviate because, of course, the game has to uh, in some points, uh, you can't literally play out every scene from the film but yeah it does a, a great job of it uh i was very impressed graphics wise uh cinematics the little the little parts they put in also excellent and yeah it sounded good too uh, but I, I do have some troubles with it and 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 part of it is uh, at the expense of having these nice big sprites on the screen i mean these are nice big characters that are on this screen uh but I think it just I think it just tightens in on the screen a little bit more. Uh, I know a lot of them did that, but I think this one just does a little bit more. So when you're on those those areas where you're you're kind of stuck until you defeat all the enemies and then you can move on, you, you don't have a lot of a lot of room to move. I mean, at least in most beat em ups, you there's enough room where you can run from one side of the screen to the other. And this it just it just feels like you're really closed in tight. Um and yeah, that's that's one of my big complaints. But I guess that comes at the expense of you know having the the game look as good as it does. Um, and just just others here and there. But as Jeremy said, this one, all beat 'em ups eventually are repetitive. But this one somehow just it reaches a new a new level of it. Well, at least
2: I, I didn't get extremely far uh, in this game. I am not good at brawlers. Uh, we've we the only games we've talked about that are brawlers were. Uh, kind of oddball games or Bayou Billy, which I only got far in because I literally <laughs> save stated every time I beat anything, uh, and I didn't do that with this game because I found the bosses to be uh, much harder than what I'm capable of of getting through. Uh, Catwoman is at the end of of uh, World Three, I think, and I never beat her. I tried to beat her about twenty times, and I finally just said, "You know what? I've seen enough of this game. Uh, I can I can talk about it with some confidence, uh, but I can also clearly state that I'm not good at these games." Um, but the the movie Batman Returns, if if you haven't seen it in a long time or if you've never seen it somehow and you've only seen uh, Star Wars two II and three, then mm. there's a whole bunch of clowns in the movie for whatever reason. Um, oh yeah, the, the the penguin is is hired. You know, it's hired these people. To, to be his gang, and they're, they're all clowns and stuff. You figure the Joker would have them, but no, for whatever reason, the Penguin does. And so they use those characters in this game as the enemies, and I think those actually look really good, but that's why it seems so repetitive. There's like a, a thin clown, and then a fat clown, and then a clown that's on stilts. And it's about 100 different variations of those three enemies, uh, at least through the third world that I got to. Um, and as far as what Billy was saying about the size of your character being an issue, for the normal fights, I didn't have any real problems. It's the guys on the stilts. That they mm. kind of throw these fireballs, uh, fire bombs, in groups at you. And if you're in an area where they're in the middle of the screen, there's nowhere you can stand other than right underneath them, where they can't hurt you. And you have to do, you have to do a number of hits to them by jumping. So they keep hitting you and knocking you down on the ground. Uh, maybe no one else had that problem. I am not very good at brawlers, but I, if they were ever in the middle of the screen, and I couldn't run, you know, out of their area, I was, I was screwed.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah I, I ran into that a little bit. and I mean, it's just there's no there's no room to move on that screen. Uh, and it, i I also thought just a lot of the the attacks, a lot of the animation was just kind of kind of stiff. And, and i I mean, you know, in that heavy damn rubber suit, Michael Keaton was moving pretty stiff in that film, <laughs> but it didn't have to tra- it didn't have to translate over to the game. I, I just and to use that grab, uh, to use that grab and and kind of slam as much as you do. It just seems like they really didn't put much into animating that thing. It's it's basically two frames, uh, but yeah, just some of the boss fights. I didn't think they were overly difficult, but the Catwoman one is is very frustrating. She essentially it's not even humanly possible. Just <laughs> just flips, just does these cartwheels, these flips, the entire just back and forth, and and the, and if she hits you you're fucking hurting then and the only thing i could do and i i didn't even look i didn't look it up i didn't come to that yet i had only i'd only died a few times um it's just you got to kind of line it up so you can get her for that grab and it, it's just even not taking much damage even damaging her it's just it's so time consuming
1: i think gatwoman is probably the worst boss in the entire that it, it's kind of weird how it gets to uh, her so fast. I think her difficulty spike is Mm -hmm. huge and I don't think it ever really, the game reaches that point for the rest of the game. I beat this game multiple times. Um, You know, this was one of my go-to rentals back when I was a kid when I was just like, well, there's nothing else here in the video store. Well, I'll just rent Batman returns. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that really is kind of the hardest part of the game, and I, I really don't understand why. Um, eventually, you just kind of learn to cheese it, kind of like you did, where you just kind of you have to get into a certain position to where when she stops flipping around, you you've got her in a grab, or you can just punch her in the face and then throw her on the ground a few times. Uh-huh. Um, I agree that is the worst part of the game, and and it does obviously get repetitive because you know there are. More, more than a few emaciated clowns in, in Penguin's Gang, apparently, because it's just a lot of skinny clowns. Uh, there's, there's a good deal of, of fat clowns. It's just a nonstop carnival of different style of clowns coming at you. Um, occasionally you get something like, you know, you got the, the of course, the missile launcher clown that's that's <laughs> firing across the screen or something like that, or what Jeremy P. mentioned, the clown on stilts. Um, but this game, I thought this game did a really good job of kind of mixing up the action, because you do have a standard uh, 2D brawler where you're kind of going around like Streets of Rage or Final Fight, uh, every every other stage. And then the next stage would move to a... A solid 2D stage where you can't actually move up and down on the screen. You're just moving left or right, and instead of you've still got your punches or kicks, but your default attack is your battering. You're just literally throwing it out um, at enemies, and and so it kind of turns from a standard brawler into uh, almost it was just you're you're just jamming on that button to shoot your battering as fast as you can at enemies, and. I, I thought that that did a good job of kind of mixing things up a little bit because as, as repetitive as those brawler stages go, uh, going into those kind of stages kind of seemed like it, it just kind of mixed things up just a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's definitely that's definitely a case. You mentioned those Batarangs. Uh, did you find them to not be very effective?
1: In, it in depends some... on how you use them. I mean, they the are first... very much used for... The, you know, if we're talking about the, the standard brawler stages mm-hmm. where you, you can move up and down, it's like streets of rage. Mm-hmm. They're not meant to actually hurt people. They're okay. meant to like pause, uh, stun people
0: basically. Cause, I, cause, Cause the first time I threw one, it just, it kind of bounced off the guy and, and they just, uh, and they just look at it, It's like, w- what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't
1: hurt anyone really, but they, they stun them for a good two to three seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of your, your defense against uh, other people. There's there's a couple of moves that you have in the game. Um, you've got your batarangs that you can throw against pe- uh, an enemy, and they will be stunned for two or three seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've also got your uh, cape move, um, which I believe is, uh, I, I press a couple of buttons to get your attack button and your jump button together. And you will uh, sweep your cape around you, which will, if, if there's a lot of enemies around you, they'll kind of toss off around you. You know, they uh-uh. you can uh, keep people off of you. Uh, but those are kind of your, your two defensive moves. They're not meant to be offensive moves at all. Uh, they're just kind of a ways to, to manage uh, the people that are coming at you if there's too many people on the screen at a time.
2: Uh-huh. Well, and the cape move, along with it being, I mean, it is an offensive move, but it does damage to you as well. Uh, yes. if you hit someone, yeah. if you don't hit someone, which I thought was kind of funny, if you use that move and no one's around, you'll do your spin move and it doesn't take any life away. But when you actually hit someone with it, it takes life away from you as well. So I thought they were hitting me. I wasn't sure what was going on. And I realized, <laughs> Oh wait, this is like your super <laughs> move, but it, it hurts you as well. So my first playthrough, I probably went through my first life pretty quickly. Cause I was just doing that. I was like, why would you not do this move all the yeah. time? It, it destroys everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you also have your batarangs. You do get your, um, they're, they're kind of, Area burst attacks, like uh, it hits everything on the screen. There are these test tubes you throw down on the ground. Uh, I thought those were... I I like the idea of having as many little bat gadgets as you can get. Um, But what I didn't like is the way that you have to throw those on the ground. You have a block button. That's fairly useless, but it does probably do half damage if you're hit with your block up. But if you're holding the block button and you hit the, the attack button while you're holding block, you throw that test tube on the ground and it explodes. So there were a good number of times where I was trying to block and then release block quickly to punch. And I would mm-hmm. throw it on the mm-hmm. ground and use up my yeah. test tube. And I was like, well, that is the most, especially because your special move that you talked about where you spin around is jump and attack at the same time or the A button. So you didn't have to have the A button do that. You could have had the A button B, use your test yeah. tubes. Uh, it's kind of a, a ridiculous way to do it. But that said, uh, I still liked having those those test tubes. It, it really did help in some of the levels. And then the other bad item as far as uh, what I saw in the three levels I played was the uh, like the bat grappling hook. That I found yes. very hard to use uh, But you do need to use it in the level where Catwoman is To get over big gaps of the ground Where you basically just I had to just mash on that button as hard as I could And eventually you'll kind of slide across the <laughs> ceiling uh, till you find the, the ground Because it's not like It doesn't grapple and then let you swing Like pitfall style It just kind of shoots you towards the end of your grapple And then lets yeah, you fall to yeah. the ground
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's, it's not the most uh, forgiving grapple But it is nice to I'm have not- Some of those bat items I do
1: like that yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to make any. You know, too many excuses for this game. I, it's it's got its problems. Obviously, it's not a, a, an amazing game. It's repetitive. It is repetitive as all hell. Um, the bosses are annoying. Um, actually, I don't know if you guys noticed the bosses. This is one of the more annoying things I've I've had with a brawler boss. Is that the um, the boss's life bar will stay the same color. Until you beat the hell out of him enough that it will kind of go to the regular one where it it shows that it's going down. So for the longest time, you don't know if you're doing any damage to him because his life bar will stay this green color, uh, solid green, until you do enough damage that it will actually kind of change over and then turn into the regular life bar where where it will show that it's going down. I can't stand that it's <laughs> it's it's so annoying and I it's something even coming back to it now I like man this is just why would you do this well there are plenty of games
2: that do this where they have multiple life bars but
1: you see the other like the
2: green yes, would yeah. would decrease down and that would become pink and it would decrease down it would be yellow and it would decrease down this doesn't do that it stays at that first color and actually for Catwoman there are three life bars at least worth of damage there because it was green yeah. to pink to the regular one and and when you finally get to the regular life bar, you'll hit them and it takes off a huge chunk. So clearly, you know either those first two life bars are armor or something where it, it just doesn't, it doesn't whittle away. but yeah once you finally can see them go down at all in their life bar, it's like the bosses just fall apart at that point. Uh, I never got to that with Catwoman, but for the first two level bosses, I got to those pretty easily
1: it's just one of those things you never know exactly how much damage you're doing. I mean, if you're new to the game and you're just trying to throw batarangs at Catwoman or somebody or one of the bosses, you're not doing any damage. But you don't know that you're not doing any damage. So it's, it's just it, it's a really weird kind of just game design idea that they had. It, it does not work at all.
2: After the Catwoman level, which is the third level, does anything change up or is it pretty much always, I mean, I watched a a, a YouTube of it, so I kind of know how the game goes, but I didn't sit there and watch the whole
1: thing start to finish. So
2: is there anything additional they add to the gameplay?
1: Get that that super hot Batmobile level. (laughs) I mean, it, it ain't great, but you know, it's... It's there to. I I think it's just one, maybe two. I I could be wrong. I kind of played like the first four levels myself and uh, got through that first Batmobile level myself. And um, it ain't great, um, but I can say it's better than that Sega CD Batman Returns uh, (laughs) Batmobile (laughs) level. It's it's very simple. You're just it's a very like a Mode Seven Batmobile level. Um, You just you got the Batmobile you're going left or right you shoot different clown cars that are coming at you It's super simple and and easy. It's not very hard at all, but um, It's there to kind of break up the monotony of what's what's been going on for the last four or five levels It's neat to have it in there, but it's not anything special Mm -hmm. at all and after that it just kind of goes straight to the end of of what you've been doing before
2: so the the Super Nintendo version of Batman Returns, uh, you know, follows the plot. Eventually, you fight against the Penguin, take him out, game ends. But it's a standard brawler. I mean, it's got some. You know, Jeremy mentioned it kind of has a the, the sections that are a straight 2D. They're a lot faster. It, it almost plays like a. I don't want to say Contra, but it's that same kind of like guys only take one or two hits to go down. You don't have to spend hours punching them. Everyone goes down pretty quickly. I think it's supposed to kind of show you rushing to get to the next section. I like that. Uh, but but generally, straight brawler, fun game. Uh, you know, if you don't like brawlers, it's not going to change your mind. But it, it's a solid Batman game.
1: I thought it wasn't bad, you know. This was back in a time when there were a lot of uh, movie-to-games that were absolutely terrible. And, you know, if you like I said, if you wanted to get your your Batman feel or, or fantasy going on, then there's there weren't too many good Batman games at the time uh, that were on 16 bit systems. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was just a very simple beat up and it, it kind of did its job.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a lot of good to say about this one, but I mean, it's it, it's harmless. The, there's nothing glaringly. Awful about this game. Yeah, at the time, if if you wanted to play a Batman game, you know, besides that, besides that, Batman for the NES that I thought was very good. Yeah, if not, if not, extraordinarily difficult. Uh, I mean, this was probably at that point in time uh, the best uh, Batman experience you were going to have. Uh, and honestly, there, in the grand scheme of things, were not a lot of good Batman games until the Arkham series uh, came around. So yeah, I mean, the, even though this game is definitely, it definitely has its flaws, uh, it's still probably one of the, one of the best Batman games at that point in time. So the, the
2: Sega Genesis version of Batman Returns, like I said at the beginning, uh, was not made by Konami. It's not a port of the Super Nintendo game, or the Super Nintendo game is not a port of this. They were completely developed separately. They still follow the same movie plot, um, but they were. This one was made by Sega directly and it is not a straight brawler. It is more of a... What would you call it? It's a 2D action game with a kind of confusing map. It reminds me a lot, we've already covered before, the X-Men game on Genesis and the RoboCop vs. Terminator game on Genesis. Uh-huh. I think it reminds me of both of those games a lot.
0: It, it, should is, be, yeah. It, it, yeah, it should be noted that the brightness on your television when you're playing this is not off. This is just... A, <laughs> Dark as shit game. <laughs> Someone took Dark Knight uh, quite fucking literally on this one.
1: Uh, this was like what Sega did like back in the day. They they loved to make these these kind of these sides these weird side-scrolling games. And and sometimes it, it worked and sometimes it didn't. I, I thought the original X-Men was, was a really fun game, you know, that but other times it just didn't work out for them. This kind of side-scrolling action platformer uh, with these large multi-level stages you know this one isn't quite as maze-like as a lot of uh, what sega liked like to do back in the day with their games but still this one it's it's got multi-levels for a lot of their stages um you know a lot of exploration a lot of falling into pits that you just didn't see um it's just I, I don't think this one worked out as well as what previous Sega published and developed games uh, for for major uh, movies and and tv shows you know how how they did
2: well the the falling is is the first thing I noticed the first level on you know a series of of buildings you're jumping from building to building while you fight of course clowns but but there's plenty of places to fall, where you just don't know that's going to happen. and it, it, it's. I mean, I, I ran through my first three lives probably before I got anywhere near a boss or anything that was even remotely different than fighting three clowns. I mean, I, I just could not figure out what I was supposed to be jumping to. Um, this game, unlike the Super Nintendo game, along with your regular jump, your punch, and you do get batarangs, uh, they're not unlimited like in the Super Nintendo, but they seem to do a lot more damage. Uh, when you find yeah. them so you have to keep finding pickups but you do have your bat your bat grapple hook but you use it pretty often you can shoot mm-hmm. it straight above you and it lets you get to ledges above you you need to do that constantly but i found it at least for me i i found a lot of places where i thought i was jumping to where i needed to go and then i would just fall through the bottom of the map or there were like uh, ledges you're supposed to jump to on buildings and they just fall down and you you know that's it there uh, or I would jump to a ledge and, and for whatever reason, because I don't remember this happening in the movie at all, gargoyles would fly down and hit you and <laughs> knock you over. Uh, it was like every place you jumped to the top, there are gargoyles that come to life over and over again while there are clowns throwing things at you. Uh, I found this game to be, and I, I didn't get past the first set of levels. I'm not even going to pretend I did. I did watch this entire game start to finish afterwards to see uh, if it really changed it up. And it it definitely has some more interesting looking levels, but it looks like it has the same problems in all of them. Uh, which is that I found the the whole game is kind of a mess. The collision detection for fighting was kind of a mess. A lot of the uh-huh. times I would be punching through people, and that's that's on the first stage. I'm not going to put up with that uh, for, for a lot of levels. If this was a rental, it would have gone immediately back to the store.
1: <laughs> I, it, Billy mentioned that, that everything was super large. The characters were super large on the Super NES. But even though they're smaller on the Genesis and, and the camera seems to be pushed back, Mm-hmm. you still have these enemies that are kind of like, they're going to appear so quickly on the yeah. screen that you're going to take a hit no matter what.
0: Yeah, and, and, and like the, prob- Jeremy the P- problem, it's even worse on this one
1: than the yeah. Super Nintendo. It, it's just, it, and like Jeremy P. mentioned, the, the hitboxes are so strange. Like, when these enemies come out, you don't... Like, they can fucking jump kick you, and, and they will do their kick, and they will like, hit you from, like, a foot away, like, off of your character's hitbox, but somehow that will still register as an actual hit. And it's so maddening, because if you're going to play through this game, and I don't know why you would, but you're going to have to learn the exact distances that these enemies can actually hit you, because otherwise you're going to be taking a hit every single time that an enemy comes onto the stage. You just have to accept it. The and the game seems to understand this because it does give you a good amount of health power-ups mm-hmm. along the way. But still it's absolutely maddening. When you are just playing a game and you can't seem to you just you're just trying to do your best <laughs> to play a game, <laughs> but this game is just constantly throwing enemies at you so all over the fucking place that you can't you, you you have no option of, besides just taking a hit every single time one of them comes on the screen.
0: And that that's life. Basically, yeah. That's, that's uh, you know what this this reminded me of, and and I had a, a an awful flashback to it. Uh, Is that fucking uh, that Jurassic Park
1: that they yeah, put out on yeah. the Genesis? I
0: mean, I, and I think in some ways, I think it's just a reskin of it. Uh, you've got the the confusing ass stages, the falling out of nowhere, the the hit boxes. Just the clunky movement, everything about it. I, it's, it's similar, you know. And the, the Super Nintendo put out a version of Jurassic Park that was that was different. It looked different. It looked better, I thought, and it was a lot more fun. Uh, and the Genesis, just I don't know why they go down this route where they they want to put out something something different. I think I think they're trying to put out something that's kind of more more gritty. I mean, you know, fucking Genesis like to tout that shit. Um, you see where that got them. But something, you know, something a little more gritty, not quite as cartoonish as a Nintendo. And, and their games just, they suffered so much every time they tried to do that. It's just, it's
1: really strange. I, there, There's just a certain feel to old Segla, Segla. Sega published and developed games that, that you just can't get anywhere. It's unmistakable. You play those games, and you're just like, yep, Sega made that one, uh-huh. um, and and Batman's kind of way. It's it's not one of their better uh, games that they've made. Uh-huh. You know, they did make some some fun games, I thought, but uh, this one it, it doesn't quite hit the mark on on in several aspects of the game.
2: Well, what drives me crazy with, and this isn't just this game, but a lot of these Sega games that feel like this, like the Catwoman fight at the end of the first area.
0: Oh when you're God. hitting
2: her, there's no response from her. Her health bar goes no, down. There's, no, there's no there's no delay yeah. in what she's doing. It doesn't it doesn't make it look like she's getting hit. You just know like you hit her and, and it makes a, a terrible Genesis noise because that's what the Genesis does. And and, mm-hmm. and eventually her health bar goes down, but it doesn't feel like you're doing anything. As much as you know, the Super Nintendo one, yeah, it was repetitive and, and there were things that definitely weren't perfect, but I felt like when I was fighting someone, you could definitely tell when you hurt them. And this mm-hmm. game it just felt like, yeah, I'm hitting them, I think, and they died. Like there's never a, there's no middle ground between standing up and hitting you and being dead.
1: I think that's a really good point, actually, because like a lot of those Sega developed games did not really have, like, when you hit someone, there there was. Really, no indication that you hit them. I mean, you go play. You know, this, these are totally different games. But you know, like the super NES version of Batman Returns, when you hit someone or you slam them to the ground or in the back of this, you know, on a wall, like you, it, it makes you really know that you've hit them, that something has happened. Uh, but with a lot of those Sega developed games, like you hit them, and there's just you, you might get a sound effect, but otherwise, the the hit detection and how it registers that you've actually hit an enemy, it's not, I don't know, it's just not satisfying at all. It doesn't really seem like you're doing anything, and then they just kind of explode, and you're like, oh, I guess I was doing damage.
2: Yeah, this this game is not, I mean, not fun. I, I, I only played that first level, and I, I did not enjoy it, and I, maybe it's because I played the Super Nintendo one first, and I got my fill of Batman, so then when I finally started playing this, I was like, I am not, I'm not down for this anymore. But it's it just felt like all those weird Genesis 2D games that, you know, we've covered a handful of them already, and they all kind of play the same. You know, you mentioned Jurassic Park. That's one we have a, on Retrovania.net That's again, it's got the same issues. It just feels like like they have a template, and they really know how to run mm. with it. And, and I don't enjoy that template, so I guess I, I was not the right person to, uh, to play that mm. one. Uh, I did get a flashback when I was playing it. I didn't remember this, but I owned the Sega CD version of Batman Returns. Um, oh, I bought my Sega oh. CD used Kind of at the <laughs> ass end of the, of the <laughs> system's life um, And I got a handful of games with it and I got Batman Returns and, and a couple shooters And I think that terrible Sherlock Holmes game And <laughs> Batman. Oh, and Dracula. The Dracula game was terrible.
0: Oh, so oh, uh, man. I didn't
2: have any good games until I went out and bought Lunar and the ones I, I wanted the Sega CD for. You should. Yeah, I'm, it's a shame you didn't have Mansion of Hidden Souls. Well, compared to <coughs> Batman uh, Returns or or those other games, I would have loved Mansion of Hidden Souls. Mm-hmm. But the uh, in between, it, it's exactly like this Genesis game. It's got slightly better music cuz it's on CD, but the graphics look the same. But then at the very first level and then in between all the other levels, they had these long driving scenes. They're not <laughs> yeah. they're not yeah. short. They're not as bad as as uh the ones in Bayou Billy where it's like two hits and you're dead. It it was just not fun. There are these long Batmobile driving scenes and later on it's it's like the Batmobile in in a sewer turns into like a boat, the Batboat. It's just not fun and they're they're so long. That's all I remember of the game is you know I was playing it and it's like why have I played this before I never I never had this game and then I realized wait this is the first you know the, the second level of the game that I got to one time because I only made it through the driving section one time and then was like nope this isn't fun I'm not playing this anymore the se- and with the Sega CD if you had one the load times were offensive so it's like by the time you got to the second world you're like well I'm I've run out of time I've run out of time to play this game it was an hour and a half to get there I'm not going to do it again so I had forgotten completely that I had already played this game uh, that's how memorable Batman Returns is on these Sega systems.
1: It it sure did look fairly impressive for the time. I remember walking uh, by a Babbage's at my mo- local mall uh, back in the day, and they were showing off that, that Sega CD driving stage and, you know, how it kind of zooms in whenever you start the stage you know, from, from, uh, Batman's view and you're kind of going in, you see like the, the hands on the steering wheel, like that was amazing. And even like the scaling and everything else that they managed to do on the Sega CD, like it looked so damn good, but I never actually played it myself. So, uh, from what everyone else has said, it's not very good at all.
2: Well, much of the Sega CD library is exactly that. It looks really good. It sounds nice and it plays like garbage. And that's what the entire driving sections felt like. It wasn't as bad as like a sewer shark where I felt like I was just on rails shooting with a, with a trigger. But it, it just felt like I was kind of moving around a pre-filmed scene in front of me. It just was not that good. It wasn't a solid driving game. And it was, there was a lot of it. You could tell they wanted to show it off. So in between every level, there was a long-ass driving scene. Uh, and Thankfully, we didn't have to review that. For this week uh I, I have one more thing i want to say about batman returns other than that you know i think we've kind of agreed the super nintendo one is fun and the genesis one is not fun but uh mm-hmm. the last time i saw batman returns and i'm not i'm not proud of this uh but i've i've had some mistakes in life and i was i was serving some weekends uh at a, a county <laughs> facility and the only movie they had on both both weekends i was there uh, was Batman Returns? That was the the like treat at the end of the day. You get to watch a movie, and it was Batman Returns. And and I would say I'd rather hang out in prison for a weekend than play <laughs> the Genesis version of Batman Returns.
1: Oh man! It's just saw it too many times that you didn't want to see it anymore
2: it was it was funny the first weekend i was there i was like yeah all right batman returns that's fine you know i mean i spent a long time seeing that. that's a weird choice but uh sure <laughs> and then the next weekend they're like all right it's movie time and it was the same thing again i was like do you guys watch batman returns every weekend i would hang myself this is this is awful <laughs> it's like you don't get to do anything during the day because you know it's, it's prison it's not very fun and uh and then they they give you the benefit the, the, the treat Of watching Batman Returns but I would say I'd rather watch Batman Returns every Saturday than spend five more minutes playing the Genesis version (laughs) of Batman
1: Returns I I think you know we we should probably give the Genesis version its dues it does a, a lot more than what the the Super Nintendo version tried to do it may not be fun but you know you can totally pull up the um you know, the belt uh, to choose your different types of, of special uh, attacks that you want to use. You've got your batarangs, your your smoke pellets, and, and your different kind of stuff. And it does give you more mobility uh, using the, um, the uh, back claw or whatever, uh, the grapple to get around. But it just never feels good. It, it's super stiff. The controls itself, like when I was playing it, it's just... It's so stiff, and and it doesn't really translate well to what you're actually doing on screen, especially with those enemies that just pop up on the screen and you've got no chance to defend yourself unless you know exactly when those people are coming. Um, The bosses themselves, we mentioned Catwoman. uh, It's just one of those things where you almost feel like you have to cheese your way through her, but you're actually playing the game the way it wants you to play it. You, you really kind of have to cheese your way through it uh, to beat these these uh, bosses. Um, and there's one kind of in the, in the right at the beginning of the second stage, it's not even a last boss, it's just right there kind of in the, the, the very beginning of Act 2, he's like a, a muscle-bound circus freak or something uh, up on like a, a roof of a, a, a Shrek store or something. And he is literally almost impossible unless you've saved up dozens of batarangs to fight him with. Otherwise he just does so much damage to you. You can't even get close to him without him taking half your life before you've taken just a few pieces of his overall. I, I just, I appreciate that they tried to do a, you know, more than maybe what the, the bear standard was, but I, I think maybe the bear standard was maybe what was just a little bit more entertaining with what the Super NES version actually did with the game,
2: yeah, McDonald's gives you the same thing every time you go to McDonald's. But you know what you're going to get, and it's if you want to go to McDonald's, you're probably going to leave pleased. You know, this game is trying to offer a, a much wider menu, much more variety, but they're not doing any of it well. It's like going to yeah. Applebee's, but I don't want to go to Applebee's when I want McDonald's. <laughs> mm. <laughs> So next episode, we're gonna stay with our licensed properties. I, I I'd like to try something else uh, that's not Batman, uh, also not Christmas themed. Uh, and this is one that Billy had uh, had recommended or not recommended, possibly. Uh, we're gonna try Predator for the Nintendo. I've seen yeah, the box for is... Predator many times. I've seen a couple screenshots. I've never played it, and I've heard nothing good about it. I'm very
0: excited. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be some tales of hardship to go along with this one next next time. Uh, this is uh, every now and then Jeremy P throws us a little bit with his video game past that that unlocks another piece of, of why he's the adult he is today. and and you'll get a little bit of that from me next time. I just
1: want to throw out there to some retrovania listeners that it's um, it, it, at this point, you should probably know that we, we are not going out of our way to pick games that viewers enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> because man <laughs> who would ever who who what podcast would ever pick Predator unless it scarred them for life in some way. Um, so I, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to, to seeing exactly why Billy Holiday has become the Billy holiday that we know today.
2: Well before we get to starting Predator, uh, this coming weekend is Christmas. Uh, I'm looking very forward to Christmas. It's my, my kids are old enough now where I can actually give things that are enjoyable. Um, uh, did we have a listener question that tied to Christmas?
1: We did, actually. And uh, this one comes from uh, the appropri- appropriately named uh, Retro Slick 67. Mm -hmm. Writes in to ask, hey, guys, love the show and love listening to it. My question is that since it's the holidays and all, are there any games that you instantly get the holiday feels from playing? This doesn't have to be a holiday themed game, just a game that your brains associate with the holidays, either because you received it as a gift or something (laughs) that you always seem to play when family and friends came over. Mm -hmm. Thanks for considering the question, and I hope you all have a happy retro holiday season.
0: Yeah, i've I've got one for this, uh, one that immediately immediately springs to mind. It, it's not a Christmas related game as far as content. Uh, it's it's a game every every year for Christmas. Uh, you know Christmas Eve, we'd do the one one gift. everybody would gather around and get one early gift. Uh, and in this particular Christmas Eve, I would usually aim for the boxes that look like, uh, video game boxes. Uh, at this time, this is back in the days of the 64. So you know, I'd look for that. I'd look for that rectangular box, and and I crack it open. Uh, this time, I didn't have any because my my parents had had wisened up to it and put those boxes within other boxes of varying sizes. <laughs> so I, I took a shot. I took a shot in, in the dark, and I uh, unwrapped it and, and was the proud owner of of San Francisco Rush on the oh, 64, and, and proceeded to play it. All night, uh, all night, straight through to Christmas morning. I uh, opened the rest of my stuff and immediately went back to it. And and every Christmas, I in the evening my cousin would come down and and usually, you know, he'd bring whatever <clears throat> video game hall he had and and I'd have mine and we'd play through that stuff uh, over the weekend. And of course we were off from school then, so for several days. And I just remember San Francisco Rush just dominated those few days we played video games and, and every night we were up playing that thing. Uh, at least I would say just for 10, 12 hour stretches. And, and, <laughs> and by the end of it, just over a few days, uh, we basically knew every shortcut, uh, every bit of that game. And, and yeah, and, and it's one that we would actually play, uh, every Christmas after that, uh, before we cracked into whatever we had picked up, uh, that year. But, yeah, it's just it's something that, that takes me back. Uh, it's, it's certainly been on my mind uh, when Christmas comes around. I'm, I'm probably going to end up playing it before it's all said and done.
2: We got a lot of, my brothers and I, uh, you know, video games were what we were into big time. So it was our Christmas list was, you know, 40 video games we wanted and then, you know, oh, uh, and some G.I. Joes or whatever it was because we wanted the video games. Now, we weren't going to get 40. We were lucky to get one. But it was always what we asked for. So there was plenty of games I got for Christmas, but for whatever reason, the one that I always think of as, as the Christmas that I was the most blown away and the game that was the most Christmassy game, even though it has nothing to do with Christmas at all, uh, one year we got the TurboGrafx CD add-on. Now, the CD add-on <laughs> at the time was $400. It was very expensive. I still don't know how my parents decided that's what we needed. I mean, we, we wanted it, but they were never going to spend that much money, and they must have won the lottery or something that year. So they, they gave us the CD, and the only game we got for the TurboGrafx CD was the Addams Family game. Now, the Addams Family <laughs> game for the TurboGrafx CD is not even based on the movies, it's based on the TV show, and it was almost an, I don't want to say it was an adventure game, it had puzzles, but it was more like trying to figure your way through the maze mansion to get whatever it was you needed to get Uncle Fester out. I don't even remember the story. But for whatever reason, that's the game. We got it that, that, that Christmas. My brothers and I were so excited to have the TurboGrafx CD. And we probably sat there that entire Christmas day, never turned it off, and just played the Addams Family game over and over and over again. Eventually, we did figure it out because it was one of the few games that got a full feature in Turbo Play Magazine. Uh, mm, and they, they showed you the map. But, but for whatever reason, the Addams Family game, the least Christmassy game I can think of is my Christmassy game. Uh, because that was the the Christmas for us for whatever reason. that was getting that TurboGrafx-CD.
1: Well, I got uh, I got two. The first one I'm going to go pretty quickly over, because I, I know Billy won't care. Um, <laughs> he, he's going to care more about the second one. Mm. Uh, the first mm. one for me is Diddy Kong Racing. For hey, you're the right. Nintendo 64. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but we always ended up renting <laughs> Diddy Kong 64. Uh
0: I'm gonna I, have to blurt out that it's a poor man's Mario Kart. and <laughs> now we can move along now. Uh, I'm good
1: I, I just there was just something about that game. We just somehow always ended up with it, and that for some reason, I associate that game with uh, with Christmas more than just about any other game I've ever played. Um, and this is just kind of a a, a random mention, but that south park um, oh sixty four game, that was also. Uh, bought around Christmas, and oh, I some, that that will always be <laughs> the main Christmas game for me uh, <laughs> around that time.
0: That's but that's not biggest, my second one. That is the biggest
1: the, lump of coal. <laughs> Basically, I mean, you buy that game. It was like seventy bucks it back. Was in expensive. The day. You I did it. Want too. to try to have fun with the game you got?
0: We but, did.
2: We played. We played that game for hours. But it was, yeah. by all standards, one of the worst I, games I've ever bought.
1: It's it's it literally one of the worst games I've ever played. It's absolutely terrible. But uh, the main game that I associate with Christmas more than anything else in my entire life and I I hope Billy is sitting down for this. <laughs> it is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tiger Electronics Holy game. Shit. Holy shit. <laughs> is is it the green one like the yes, the, the, ta- ta- green the one that is like green. elongated? It's it's <laughs> long, you know it's it's those Konami
0: ones. It talked yeah. How the fucking thing talk. I I've, Oh man. You've made Billy's Christmas already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I figured oh, this one would, my, my would heart, get a prize My heart has grown 3 sizes during this podcast.
1: <laughs> but this was one of the things, you know, this was uh, back in the day when when portable gaming was was not a thing at all. You know, there was a lot of people that just, you know, the Game Boy wasn't out yet and Tiger Electronics were they were the thing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I had acquired the uh, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one from Konami or whatever it was. But if you've ever seen these or if you've not seen these, go online and look it up. Uh, These were definitely not the, the standard Tiger electronic games. They were they they had a weird long shape to them and just really strange. And they like Billy said, they had voices to them. And I remember having that around Christmas And anyone that came by, including adults, uh, that saw me playing this stupid uh, Tiger Electronics game, they would lose their mind over it. And they would sit there and and they would take it from me and they would play it for like 15, 20 minutes and they would just be completely engrossed with it. And for some reason, that game... Uh, for the entirety of my adult life, is the one game that I can think of and be like, that's that's the one game that reminds me of more than a couple of Christmases because I had that around, and and people were just so engrossed with with that stupid teenage me initials Tiger Electronics game.
0: Oh man! And with this, we move one step closer to that all Tiger review show. That's gonna be. That's I gonna be quite. Just, we a might treat. as well
1: at this point. I mean, I've got, <laughs> I got a few. I, none of mine are, are ever going to beat that MC Hammer game, but you know that was, uh, uh, that, that was definitely a high point for, for my Tiger Electronics uh, game career. Thank you for sharing that.
0: Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> it's the kind of story you only get from retrovaniacs. So <laughs> thank you for listening to our Christmas spectacular. Hopefully next year we'll actually find another game that has a little more of a Christmas tie than Batman Returns did, uh, which was loose at best. I think there was a level that had. Uh, presence in it I think this is as close as you get to Christmas In these games uh, but the movie did Take place during Christmas so it counts uh, So again next... know,
1: there's just there's not Too many Christmas games no. uh, Out there you know I, I think our, our Original idea for, for last year And this year was a Die Hard Trilogy for the, for the PlayStation which is Obviously the best Christmas movie ever uh, The original Die Hard But it, it just kind of came around to where we couldn't do it Or we just didn't have time to do it But besides that, there's just not too many Christmas games
0: out there I mean, I guess, I guess we're just going to, have to go for that South Park 64 next year <laughs> I, Or oh, I, I, stop I threw the it podcast I, I threw it out there I don't know if I could sit through South Park
2: 64 again I would rather uh, buy three copies of that Grinch PlayStation game, make us play through that <laughs> That may have to happen uh, for next year If I can plan ahead of time, we will definitely do that uh, But Hopefully you've had a wonderful holiday season to get back. uh, We'll get back to you right after the new year with a brand new episode on Predator for the Nintendo Entertainment System. But until then, please check us out on retrovania.net on Facebook under retrovania.net on Twitter at retrovania.net. And we will see you next time.